0: Drake blasts a Vancouver casino, why he says he was profiled last night, and reaction from the casino and fans.
1: I don't want to see this happen to anybody else like it happened to me.
0: Thrown off a flight after falling asleep before takeoff, why this BC man is now threatening legal action against West Jets.
2: And it's fun to keep them in the star team. They'll be super loved
0: and the happy ending for these two puppies left stranded on a cliff in mission
3: you're watching global bc this is global news hour at 6
0: Good evening. Thanks very much for joining us. While superstar rapper Drake is in town for two concerts starting tonight at Rogers Arena. But it's his accusations of being profiled by a Vancouver casino that is grabbing all the headlines right now. Julia Foy is outside Rogers Arena for us tonight and can tell us what is going on here. Julia?
4: Well, right now, thousands of excited Drake fans are lining up and going in to watch a show that'll start in less than an hour. But a totally different kind of Drake show kicked off last night.
3: The minute that he reached the stage, I mean, phones went up and people were screaming. It was definitely a a nice surprise for everybody.
4: Patrons at the Fortune Sound Club in Vancouver got a special shock on Friday night when rapper Drake took to the stage and performed two songs to the adoring crowd. Drake is in town for two concerts at Rogers Arena, Saturday and Sunday night. So club co-owner Garrett G-Man Louie says he was very excited that Drake chose to stop by his place.
3: The fact that he came and did this kind of for the love, for free, we didn't we didn't have to pay Drake. Um, it just shows how much of a, a great guy that he is.
4: But the good karma seemed to have ended when he left the club and Drake went to the Park Casino to gamble around 3 a.m. He posted on his Instagram account to his 50 million followers Park Casino, the worst-run business I have ever witnessed, profiling me and not allowing me to gamble when I had everything they originally asked me for. It's the
1: casino's fault. They should have they let him in. Like, he has such a high rep, but like, it doesn't make any sense for like the most famous artist in the world.
5: It's possible. Somebody at the door didn't know could have been an honest mistake.
3: I feel like that's bad for business not letting Drake in, but alright.
4: The casino released this statement earlier. Park Vancouver is sorry to hear about this experience and takes these matters very seriously. We are required to adhere to strict regulations with respect to gaming in British Columbia. In January, the BC Lottery Corporation brought in new rules that require casino customers to complete a source of funds disclosure for cash deposits of $10,000 or more. Park would not confirm to Global News if this was the problem during Drake's visit. Hey, myself, up, hey. As for Drake's fans, they think he deserves better.
3: Check the credit, you know. I'm sure you can pay the bills, right? Like that would have been a big, big spender, I'm sure.
4: Now, just a short time ago, we got a second notice from Park Vancouver, and it's from the president, Joe. Brunini. Now, he apologizes for the event involving a customer last night, without naming Drake specifically. But they do go on to say that we categorically stand against racism of any kind. Still a lot of information that we hope to find out in the coming hours. Back to you.
0: All right, Julia, looking forward to seeing more details on that. So much still missing there. Now, Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement across the province, which means more rain and strong winds are on the way. Now, if you're out today, uh, chances are you may well have had a good soaking. The downpour was pretty heavy uh, at times Let's bring in our Yvonne Shell now for details on what is ahead. What can you see, Yvonne?
6: Yes, be prepared. We're going to see very wet and windy conditions this evening and continuing for the overnight. Here's the band of moisture that we're keeping a close eye on. A bit of a break right now towards the west end of Metro Vancouver. But within the next hour or so, we are going to see a significant amount of rain pushed across the south coast and Metro Vancouver. And a bit of a break will be in behind it, and that will be for our Sunday. The following warnings are in effect. A rainfall warning for Metro Metro Vancouver and for Victoria we are looking at a wind warning. Metro Vancouver, the North Shore, Fraser Valley, and Howe Sound, ranging between 40 and 60 millimeters. That'll continue for your Sunday morning and then taper off by the afternoon. The higher amounts will be along the western sections of the island and right along the North Shore mountains. But the winds will also be the big weather story. By the midnight hour, we'll see them up to 70 kilometers per hour, and just behind the front for Sunday morning, up to 80 kilometers per hour. We also also have a significant amount of snow for the mountain passes.
0: I'll have more on that very shortly, Sonia. All right, Yvonne. Thanks very much. We'll see you a bit later. We're hearing tonight from a BC man who is planning to sue WestJet after he was ordered off one of its planes. As Jill Bennett reports, he says he was taken off because he fell asleep before takeoff. Stephen Bennett and his wife were
5: excited to travel to Cuba, just months after he suffered a small stroke that left him with severe pain in his legs. After they boarded the plane with their son, Bennett took a prescription sedative.
1: There was nothing wrong. I just fell asleep.
5: The plane was still at the gate. Bennett says a flight attendant then asked his wife to wake him up. And the flight stewardess
6: asked the nurse, and said, is he okay? And the nurse said, yes, he's
5: fine.
1: This was absolute Humiliation, and I just, I just wanted to go home.
5: Bennett says even though two paramedics and the nurse said he was fine, the flight attendant told him he couldn't fly. So after their red eye flight to Toronto, the family stayed there as their plane to Cuba left.
7: This passenger was treated miserably, in a dismal manner, in a manner that no human being should be treated. The power to remove passengers must be reserved in the most extreme, most urgent cases when somebody is being unruly or when somebody is genuinely sick.
5: In a statement, WestJet says when our crews observe a guest who is exhibiting signs of not being fit to fly, we will, out of an abundance of caution and in an adherence with Transport Canada's regulations, remove the guest from the flight. These decisions are not taken lightly, but are made for the safety of the guest in question, other guests on the aircraft and our crews. And I don't see
1: how Transport Canada can allow her to make a decision over nurses to start with, never mind the paramedics who went back and said there's nothing wrong.
5: Bennett paid out of pocket on Air Canada to get to Cuba, but he says the vacation was partly ruined because of the WestJet experience. He now plans on suing the airline. Jill Bennett, Global News.
0: Comox Valley RCMP are on the hunt for a suspect wanted in a serious sex assault investigation. 41-year-old Troy Hardy is charged with sexual assault, uttering threats and forcible confinement in connection with an alleged incident in Courtney on October 27th. Hardy has a tattoo of a pit bull and flames on his left arm. Police want you to call 911 immediately if you see this man and they also say he shouldn't be approached. Now, this weekend, the B.C. Liberal Party is holding its first convention since Andrew Wilkinson took power. Their main focus, how to recover from their big loss and get back into government. Our Keith Baldry is following this one for us tonight. Keith.
3: Yes, Sonia. A part of the rebuilding exercise for any political party means changing the brand, changing the symbols, changing the slogans. And that's what we're going to show you, first of all, tonight. The B.C. Liberals have a new uh, logo and a new uh, brand uh, slogan. So it's a, sort of a rising sun behind some mountain uh, peaks uh, with the sea in front. And the new slogan is opportunity for all of B.C., the former slogan being today's B.C. Liberals. They've spent a lot of money on these types of things political parties do in terms of market research. Obviously, they hope this is going to be effective. And Andrew Wilkinson's Telling reporters also it's done deliberately because they want to change the focus of their agenda going forward. Here's the leader of the BC Liberals. The reason that we put out this new uh, visual image and the new line of opportunity for all of BC is at the core of who we are is creating and building opportunity for British Columbians. And it's not just for a select few, it's for everybody equally in British Columbia, which is really, really important to us as a party. That will be the core of refreshing and renewing our policies and our approach to the issues so that we can be a really exciting party for the future in B.C. So, changing the logo is one thing, but the most telling aspect of that scrum you just saw, their encounter with reporters, was all the young people around Andrew Wilkins. That's done very deliberately. Part of the, uh, the uh, strategy going forward for the BC Liberals, and presumably the new Democrats as well, is to get younger. The Political parties need to get younger. Millennials are now the biggest single demographic age group in the country, and that's just going to continue for a number of years. So, if you don't have old uh, young people on your team, you're going to be more and more disconnected from the growing largest base of voters. And that's a challenge for the Liberals and for the NDP. Sonia?
0: Absolutely is. All right, Keith, thanks very much for that for now. In other news tonight, the search for a senior who's been missing for more than a week on Vancouver Island is ramping up this weekend. The NIMO search and rescue crews are now also involved with helping the RCMP as they continue to look for 72-year-old Rick Larson. Larson left his home off Halliburton Street for his daily walk on the morning of October the 25th but never returned. He didn't take his cell phone or his keys and there's been no activity on his bank cards either. A total of 45 search rescue personnel along with 20 RCMP volunteers are now out searching this weekend focusing on the shoreline near his home a command post also been set up in Robbins Park
8: it's been raining pretty constantly since he he left on that uh, that Thursday morning um, and so if he left any sign uh, it's pretty much been washed away if you're out in your yard and you're looking around look to see if there's a a backpack or or something of that nature that maybe showed that mr larson was in the yard
0: and in kamloops the family of ryan stuka is organizing one more search for the missing alberta man before uh before heavy snow falls in some peaks for the winter ski season the 20-year-old was last seen leaving a house party at the resort early on the morning of February 17th. Shuka's parents spent more than three months looking for their son after he vanished, once an extensive search by local SAR teams ended. Today, searchers were concentrating on the village area of Sun Peaks, with Shuka's mum leading the way.
3: We knew that it
0: was It was uh, going to be 50-50 coming up here in November, um, that if the snow would be here, if it wouldn't be here. Um, But it was still really important for us to be able to come. Um, I have that connectivity to Ryan when when I'm here, and it makes me feel closer to him. Um, And so neither Scott and I want to give up um, having that. So we'll come whether the snow is here or not here. But November, we thought, okay, we, we might have the option to be able to go out and search. If there's snow on the ground, it makes it really, really difficult. And the BC Conservation Service is asking for your help in trying to identify the suspect or suspects in a disturbing attack on a caribou north of Fort Nelson. The animal was recently found wounded with an arrow. Anybody with information is being asked to contact the Conservation officer's 24-hour wrap line at 1-877-952-7277. Welcome back. Well, a Pitbull attack in Greater Victoria has left four people hospitalised. The attack happened after midnight at a duplex in the 3000 block of Pitford Road in Colwood. Two men were play-fighting at a house party when they accidentally bumped into the 140-pound rescue pit bull. The dog then turned on them before attacking two others. All four suffered serious bite wounds. First responders arriving at the scene to find 13 people, including children, barricaded inside the home with the pit bull secured in a bedroom. The RCMP say one man who was intoxicated was arrested after trying to fight with police. The dog was seized by animal control officers and its owner has agreed its surrender. The dog has been adopted, but, uh, had been adopted, sorry, by the family in July as a rescue. Now, one week ago, they were howling for help. You might remember the two puppies stranded on top of a steep cliff in the Fraser Valley. Tonight, those two puppies, rescued from that rugged bluff near Mission, have found forever homes. Kristen Robinson now with a heartwarming update. In less than a week,
2: their cries have come full circle. These puppies first captured our attention in late October, when their heartbreaking howls were heard by Mission residents.
8: They'll see these little bugs.
2: The pair stuck on a rugged cliff for four agonizing days before Mission Search and Rescue decided to move in. <laughs> Even though saving animals is outside of their mandate,
8: like we were holding out a jacket and they just fell right into the jacket. <laughs>
2: Roger Williams not letting go of one of the two female St. Bernard crosses that fell into his lap. He and fellow SAR volunteer Emily Van Brederode deciding to foster the dogs into forever homes. I think we all fell in love with them. We're super happy that they just get a second chance at life. Um, and it's fun to keep them in the SAR team. They'll be super loved. How the puppies ended up on the cliff remains a mystery. And when no one claimed them they were put up for adoption.
7: We just couldn't think of a better home for them to go to.
2: Maple and Fern now going home with their heroes to start a new life where they'll be in good hands if they run into trouble again. Kristen
0: Robinson, Global News. Well, I'm glad they found a nice home. Even I wanted to adopt them, <laughs> but they just grow into really They big do, ma- yeah, grow. they're
8: big, you gotta watch that. Yeah. We adopted a little puppy uh, 15, 20 years ago. Did you? And she turned into, uh, we forgot. Oh what yeah, giants? yeah, they
0: grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get one of those, better watch pounds.
8: those paws, or feed them vinegar, as my grandmother used oh, to oh, say. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. I
0: that, didn't know that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about the weather for a second, Devon. Um, oh my goodness, it's so wet out there. Yes.
6: Yeah, so a heads up. So we had that big storm on Thursday. It'll be very similar uh, for this evening and continuing for our Sunday morning. A look at the satellite and radar. There's lots of instability with the system pushing in. We may even see the risk of a thunderstorm for the evening hours, and we're looking at the potential or the risk for flooding on the roadways, um, pooling onto the roadways rather, and uh, some flooding. And the winds are really going to ramp up. If you've got any of those Halloween decorations still lingering on your porch, make sure you bring them in this evening. It'll be very gusty for the overnight and in towards our Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll have more on the snow uh, for the mountain passes coming up shortly. And there is a break on the way, a bit of a break, the return for some
0: sunshine. I'll show all you right. why. Still got all my patio furniture, all my cushions yes, are getting exactly wet. exactly. Oh, so bring those in. I know. Get the umbrella. Because that,
8: that's the first one.
0: All right. And it's Four. Big day, uh, big night
8: for Lions. Big night for Wally. I brought a prop. I didn't <laughs> tell anyone, but it's they're giving out bobbleheads at uh, BC Place tonight for Wally Buono's final uh, home game as a coach in the CFL. Uh, so we'll hear from Wally and Travis Lule as they play their uh, regular season finale. And I don't have a, 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 a an Elias Pettersson uh, bobblehead, but <laughs> that kid. And again, last night, you know, three incredible plays and a five-point night, and the Canucks won 7-6. Uh, I have to say, one of the most, this kid is one of the most exciting players this t- franchise has ever had. And that's mm-hmm. through nine games. He's had some of the greatest <laughs> moments already. Very, you know, A different player from Bure or Marcus Naslund or the Sedins, kind of his own own type of guy. He can kind of do it all. But he was just fantastic. And the entertainment value right now for Canucks. The, you know, the Canucks are first in the Western Conference right
0: now. Welcome back. Well, it has been one week since the mass shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue that killed 11 people. Today, members of BC's Jewish community standing together with people from around the world for a campaign called Show Up
7: for Shabbat. Nadia Stewart reports. For many in East Vancouver, this is a safe place where those in the Jewish community are finding refuge this rainy Saturday morning. I think there's something inherent about the religion that is um, about being with other people and caring for other people. One week after the tragedy, a resilient community gathers in Vancouver and on the sidewalk outside the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh for a Shabbat unlike any other. They're joined in solidarity at Shabbats in major cities around the world, including New York City, Toronto, and across Metro Vancouver, where there's still shock, but not disbelief. It's been increasingly scary and uncomfortable, to have uh, prejudice and hate not buried at all, just coming out in horrible ways. Unfortunately, this is, this is something that has happened to us before, um, and to some degree that we're never not somewhat ready for. By Friday, the last of the 11 innocent victims from last Saturday's shooting in the quiet Pittsburgh neighborhood of Squirrel Hill was laid to rest. But what remains is the feeling a sacred place of worship has been violated. To have that shattered is uh, more than just physically violent. It is very spiritually violent. It's emotionally violent. It is uh, something that really feels shattered. And that is true no matter what denomination you have. But if history is any indication, what follows the tragedy is unity. Hope fed by the spirit of a resilient community, a global community. Standing in solidarity. Adios Tor Global News.
0: Police have identified the gunman in a shooting at a Florida yoga studio that left two women dead. 40-year-old Scott Bearley shot and killed two women and also wounded five others before taking his own life at a yoga studio in Tallahassee last night. Authorities are still trying to work out his motive, but have said Bearley had been accused of harassing young women in the past. The 40-year-old opened fire after posing as a customer to join a yoga class. In the U.S., the final sprint ahead of midterm elections in three days is on. President Trump using a tactic he's used before and continuing to emphasize illegal immigrants and the economy. Hallie Jackson reports.
9: In front of a crowd who waited hours for the headliner, President Trump delivering his greatest hits with a twist, a beefed-up emphasis on the economy. You can only say so many times that we just created
3: 250,000 jobs last month, right?
9: The president teeing off on those who wonder why his closing argument ahead of the midterms is more centered on immigration than strong jobs numbers.
8: Networks may criticize me by saying, why doesn't he talk about the great economy? And I just did. But now we talk about problems that we want to fix.
9: And to the president, those problems revolve around the issue of illegal immigration, a point he's been hammering home again. Unvetted
8: illegal aliens trying to flood into our country.
9: And again. Overwhelming your schools, depleting your resources, and endangering your communities. NBC's Kelly O'Donnell in Montana. Would you rather he talk more about the economy?
1: You know, I don't really care what he talks about. The numbers are
6: there, the proof's there, the jobs are there.
9: The president sending a signal, not just with what he says, but where he goes in 11 rallies and eight states picking places that are whiter, less educated and less wealthy than the rest of the country, according to the Associated Press. In other words, his 2016 strategy all over again. The rationale, if it worked then, why not now? The answer from Democrats, because things are different today. A horse Joe Biden in Ohio.
7: We have to reset the moral compass in this nation. We do that on Tuesday.
0: The first wave of U.S. troops have arrived at the Texas border to try and stop migrant caravans from getting in. Up to 15,000 troops are expected to spread out across the state as close to 8,000 migrants march towards the border. They are still about 1,000 kilometers away. Many in the caravans are women and children who say they are fleeing rampant gang violence in Central America. But U.S. officials are saying about half of them are single men and some have criminal histories. Trump's military deployment to the border could cost more than $200 million. An Indonesian diver has died while recovering victims and wreckage of an Indonesian passenger jet that crashed earlier in the week. The 48-year-old was part of the team retrieving remains and wreckage of the ill-fated plane from the seafloor. He was a volunteer with the search and rescue agency involved. All 189 people on board the Lion Air flight were killed in the crash on Monday. Only four victims have been identified so far. Italians are just beginning to assess the damage caused by a series of powerful storms that hit the country this week. Italy's Fire and Rescue Service releasing aerial drone video today of the widespread devastation in a region about 100 kilometres north of Venice. Hundreds of trees have been uprooted and split, clogging up local dams. At least 14 people were killed by this past week's storms, many of them dying in car accidents or were hit by falling trees or flying debris. In health matters tonight, instant soups and noodles might be easy for children to make, but here's the warning, they can be a dangerous burn risk. Researchers at Emory University saying soup spills cause at least 20% of scald burns that send kids to the emergency room. Scald burns are caused by liquids or steam instead of dry heat. The most commonly burned area of the body is anywhere between the shoulders to the groin, followed by legs and arms. All right, let's talk about daylight saving. Most of us will be turning our clocks back this weekend, but don't be thinking you're getting an extra hour of sleep. Experts at Rutgers University says the end of daylight savings time just changes our sleep cycle. That means you might still feel tired, listless, and stressed for around a week, but the sooner you adapt, the sooner you start to feel normal again. So don't wait to change your eating and sleeping schedule and avoid caffeine and other stimulants to keep you awake. Welcome back. Well, this year it will be 100 years to the end of World War I. In Kelowna City Park, a special site to help those remember uh, who gave their ultimate sacrifice. Global's Jules Knox reports. A field
10: of crosses for fallen soldiers. Men who lived here called it home but went to war and never came back. We as Canadians must remember the fallen that have fought for our country and for fought for the freedom that we have today. Dragoons and cadets placing the crosses in Kelowna's city park, each with a name, a flower, and a flag. It makes me a bit sad because like, they, had
2: to, they had to actually fight for us, but it also makes me proud that
10: they did. 240 lives lost. Soldiers, sailors, pilots, their names all on the Cenotaph. But from now until Remembrance Day, they each have their own space, a place where their families and the public can walk and remember.
0: The main reason we're doing this is so that the people of Kelowna will realize how many people actually left Kelowna to go fight in the wars and didn't come back. As
10: part of the project, grade 7 classes will visit the crosses, each student will be given a name to find and research.
0: The idea of the research is to find out what they had to go through and see the see what kind of conditions they had to fight under.
10: The crosses memorialize those who fought and died in the first and second world wars and the Korean War. They'll be here until Remembrance Day. Of course, it is a powerful impact, uh, but it's something that we need to remember. And then. It's not something that we can't just gloss over in history. This is something that we need to remember every year in the 11th hour, the 11th day, the 11th month.
0: Jules Knox, Global News, Kelowna. All right, let's uh, get a look in at your weather situation now with Yvonne. I think what we all want to know is how long this rain is going to carry on for. Yes, another storm
6: on the way. We're advertising anywhere with the warning 40 and up to 60 millimetres, and we'll have more on the timeline and how long it will last in just a moment. Out of the airport right now, a bit of a break in between systems, but it is just on our doorstep, so dry conditions with temperatures currently sitting at 12 degrees. We can see that break towards the west end, but in behind it, this is the pulse of moisture that is going to move in with a significant amount of rain and very windy conditions kicking up this evening and continuing for the morning hours on our Sunday. Once again, we're seeing the rainfall warning 40 and up to 60 millimeters for Metro Vancouver, a wind warning with gusts of up to 90 kilometers per hour for Victoria. The higher amounts of rain will be along the North Shore Mountains, Coquitlam Pit Meadows and Maple Ridge included within that, and lesser amounts for areas near Abbotsford and Chilliwack with this easing off by tomorrow morning. The winds tonight ahead of the front will be up to 70 kilometers per hour. This will be close to midnight and for the overnight and early morning hours in the wake of the front we'll see westerly winds with gusts of up to 80 kilometers per hour but areas near Victoria will get up to 90 kilometers per hour and this will be for the morning hours on our Sunday. It'll be much calmer for the afternoon and we will start to see a clearing on the way. Future cast into play. There's the bulk of the moisture, the heaviest rain overnight, higher elevations and if you're traveling along the mountain passes, as significant amount of snow, with a snowfall warning for the Rogers and Kootenai Pass, 20 and up to 30 centimetres. Highway 97 for the Pine Pass, a winter storm warning with limited visibility, and 20 and up to 25 centimetres, and along the connector, a range between 10 and 20 centimetres of snow. For the piece, a snowfall warning, 10 and 20 centimetres. Temperatures just getting up to minus 5 for tomorrow. Most areas near Whitehorse, it's about the cold. Chilly temperatures with the wind chill at minus Minus 16. Coastal sections very wet and windy. An additional 30 and 40 millimeters tomorrow. Caribou and in Central Interior. The wind southwesterly with gusts of up to 50 kilometers. Columbia and Kootenay region will see more of a clearing on the way late in the day, and similar for the Thompson Okanagan. The rain will be for the morning hours, and then a chance of showers for the afternoon and early evening. Whistler. The rain will ease off to a chance of showers. Temperatures just getting up to six degrees for the next two days, and along the island a. Nice Nice break will be on the way. Victoria will be up to 14 uh, degrees tomorrow. But once again, the winds are going to ramp up overnight and for your morning hours up to 90 kilometres per hour. A reminder, Sonia and everyone at home, set your clocks one hour behind. Daylight savings uh, time ends, so we'll get an extra hour of sleep and our five-day forecast. We are going to see some nice breaks again on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So far, the nicest out of the bunch. For tomorrow, temperatures up to 12 degrees and another round of rain or rain showers will be by the evening hours. Sonia? I don't know. That means our kids are
0: going to be up an hour earlier in the morning too, but thank you very much for that. Alright, we're getting some breaking news coming in from Vancouver Police uh, asking for your help to find a missing man. John Armstrong was last seen uh, just before noon today as he walked away from his care facility near the area of Southeast Marine Drive and Elliott Street. Now, this man is 74 years old. He suffers from short-term memory loss and COPD. The description: five feet two with a slim build. If you do spot him, call 911 immediately and do stay with him until help arrives. Girl power is the message at Science World today to try and get young women involved in careers in science and technology. 300 girls uh, between 12 and 14 were invited to a day-long event to hear from speakers and take part in workshops in the fields of STEAM science, technology, engineering, art, and design, and math. Uh, they also launched a program called Symbiosis, that is to connect students with mentors working in the industry.
2: It's so important for events like this to happen because a lot of families may not have the resources to help their kids get into those interests that they may have in STEAM careers and activities.
3: Tell me what you want,
0: Yeah, this a different kind of girl power. It now looks like a Spice Girls reunion is finally going to happen. British media reporting the popular 90s girl group is set to announce a new tour. But there's going to be no posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, of course. The group has apparently recorded a message that is going to be broadcast on Monday, announcing a UK stadium tour next year. The last time they performed together was at the 2012 London Olympics. All right, so, I mean, you're a lucky fan if you're at the Lions game tonight.
8: Yeah, well, I think it's a good part to be a part of history. One of the most influential uh, men in the Canadian Football League history, really. Wally Bono, a chance to... Show them your respect and appreciation. Thanks, Sonia. Wally Buono will coach his final CFL home game ever tonight at BC Place. Lions hosting Calgary in their regular season finale. The Lions already know they're off to Hamilton next week to face the Ticats in the playoff crossover. So the game really doesn't mean that much to them. Stamps need a win to clinch first in the West, a loss, and they finish second. The Lions, though, will honor Wally tonight with a video tribute and other ceremonies but uh, as we reported earlier this week, Wally would rather concentrate on the game than himself. Uh, you know, we've stayed focused on what I believe uh, you know we should, which is really our jobs. Uh, you know, we didn't play well last week. Uh, we not only embarrassed ourselves, but you know, we embarrassed our organization. And uh, you know, it's the last game at home, uh, allows us to hopefully uh, be the team with the best home record, which is eight and one, and. You know, uh, our fans have been very, very supportive, and, uh, you know, I think they deserve a win.
1: You know, Wally kind of said it um, early in the week. We're just playing like normal week, playing to win, uh, you know, and, I, and there is some value to us. And, you know, we, we felt we underperformed as a group last week, and so we want to feel better about what we're doing going into the playoffs. Um, you know, it's been a long upward progression, steady upward progression. Last week was a little glitch in that progression, so we want to get back on track.
8: All right, Mike Ryle and the Eskimos will not make the playoffs. Was this Riley's final game as an Eskimo? He's a free agent, and the rumors have him coming to B.C. to reunite with his good buddy Travis Lule. Riley going out a winner if this was his last game, 33-24 the final. But the Eskimos will not be going to the playoffs. Edmonton is hosting the Grey Cup this year, the city of Edmonton. Canada West football semifinals and another heartbreaking loss for UBC, 31-28 in overtime to Saskatchewan. So the Huskies will meet Calgary in the Canada West final next week. The Canucks get a few days to savor that wild 7-6 overtime comeback win last night versus the Avalanche. Vancouver starts a six-game road trip Tuesday in Detroit. Elias Petterson will turn 20 just nine days from now, which makes his dazzling performance last night that much more impressive. He took it up another notch with three highlight reel plays that have to have the Canucks and their fans giddy with excitement. Pettersson was named Rookie of the Month for October, and three days into November, he almost seems like a lock to win the award again. Check out the pass to Brock Besser, an 80-footer on the tape. Besser finishes beautifully for his third. That was pretty good. This was amazing. Pedersen bounces it off the backboards to Besser, who is streaking in Daniel and Henrik with polite applause watching that at home. They've done that before. About three people in the world can probably make that play. It takes such timing to get the bounce just right. And Besser's starting to hit his stride, too. Pedersen weighs about 155 pounds, but he scores in traffic there. That says a lot about his courage to stand in there and jam it in. 4-4 four, four after two, and then in the final seconds, down a goal. Who else but Pedersen with a rocket from the slot his ninth goal in his ninth career NHL game. Joe Sackick, the last to start off on a streak like that. And then, on a late power play in overtime, Pedersen got an assist on this bizarro goal from Derek Pouliot, who shot went off the crossbar, off an avalanche defender, and in. Pedersen with a career-high five points. Youngest Canuck to ever get five. And his performance was all the buzz after the game.
3: That was crazy. I mean, just to, to watch that uh, you know, obviously it was a, a special play and uh,
8: by a special player. So to, for him to uh, to have a night like that tonight uh, just shows how good of a hockey player he is.
7: People don't normally make that play, though. Like, you realize
9: that
8: that's pretty special. <laughs> what should I say? I was trying to make a play. This time worked out, and I tried it, I think, uh, at the beginning
3: of the season, two and then it went to icing. So it wasn't
4: that good then, but uh, I'm glad it worked out today. No, he's
1: yeah, he was good tonight. He's he's. Yeah, I don't know what word to use, but it's uh, it's nice to see.
5: Does he surprise you? Like,
1: game to game, the things he does and how consistent he's <coughs> been? Yeah, a little bit, for
8: sure. I know we knew he was supposed to be a pretty good player, and he's been, been all of that. Have you ever heard Travis Green more pumped up after a press conference? Wow. Was, yeah. By the way, the Canucks are in first in the Pacific Division. Oilers three points back trying to make up ground tonight in Detroit. Took them all at 12 seconds to get on the board. Connor McDavid to Drake cajula to make it 1-0. McDavid's on a seven-game point streak. Another beautiful assist here to Alex Chason. McDavid 21 points tied for second in NHL scoring 4 two Oilers late in the third show you one more. Sens and Sabres, Buffalo, much improved this year, although their number one overall pick, Rasmus Dalin, has not sparkled like the Canucks' teenage Swede. First period, Jason Pommenville knocks in the loose puck, 3-0 Sabres after one. The route was on. Four more Buffalo goals in the second, including this one from the former Penguin, Connor Sherry, as Buffalo rolls up Ottawa 9-2. Welcome back. The Seahawks are back home tomorrow afternoon when they host the L.A. Chargers. If Seattle is going to make the playoffs, this is a game they need to win. But L.A. should provide a little more stiff competition than recent Seahawks opponents. More from Chanel in the Red Zone.
1: Don't look now, but the Seahawks are slowly creeping up on the rest of the NFC. Since starting 0 2, they've won four of the last five and have improved dramatically in several key statistical areas. But they face a very stern test on Sunday, a Chargers team also rolling along with one of the most potent offenses in football. LA comes in off a bye and continues to fly high. The Chargers have won five of six, including four straight. And in those games, they're averaging almost 29 points. Now the defense has been stellar in the last month. Six interceptions, 11 sacks, and forcing eight turnovers. But here's the thing. Those four opponents are a combined nine, 27, and one. The week off helps Melvin Gordon the most. He's expected to return after dealing with a hamstring injury. He's a dual threat, running and catching out of the backfield. He has 200 yard games so far and averages over five yards a carry. But the Hawks have been stout stopping the run of late, allowing a total of 113 yards in the last two games. David Moore is turning into a massive target for Russell Wilson. Four touchdowns in the last three games, three of them coming inside the red zone. Last week, 97 yards on just four receptions. Now, LA has given up big yard plays so far this season, so expect Wilson to try his luck deep at least a couple of times. As mentioned, it's been quite the turnaround since week three. The Seahawks have allowed the fewest points in that stretch, an average of just 16 points a game. The ground attack, second best, racking up 161 team yards every week, and Seattle has held opponents to 310 total yards of offense, good enough for third best in the NFL. The defense has been a pleasant surprise. In their four wins, Seattle has forced nine turnovers and sits second overall with a plus 10 turnover margin. If they win that battle Sunday, they likely come away victorious. Seattle is favored by two and is covered in three straight games.
2: Uh,
8: Premier League action, Arsenal hosting Liverpool. Liverpool tied for first with Man City, looking for a big win on the road. And they get the opening goal. Big rebound for James Milner, who smashes it in. 1-0 Liverpool, but the Gunners will equalise late. Alexander Lacazette shows patience, then a perfect strike to the corner. It ends 1-1, Liverpool jumps to the top of the table. A point up on Man City, who play tomorrow. Arsenal now fifth. Jose Mourinho and Manchester United visiting Bournemouth, who began the day three points up on United in the standings. Tied 1-1 late, but in stoppage time, Paul Pogba Gets the game-winner 2-1 United win. They move up to seventh in the standings, 20 points through 11 matches. And Spurs and Wolves. Wolverhampton, a pleasant surprise, middle of the table, but they could not upset Harry Kane and Tottenham. Kane with the game-winner cashing his own rebound. Spurs take it 3-2 to move into fourth in the standings. All right, PGA Tour in Las Vegas. Schreiner's Hospital for Children open, round three. Bryson DeChambeau with his approach at 18. And this is nice to four feet. He would make that for Birdie to tie for the lead with Peter Uline. Nick Taylor of Abbotsford, the only Canadian to make the cut, tied for 19th at nine under. Roger Sloan and Adam Spenson both, uh, both missed the cut. Adam Hadwin is taking the week off.
0: All right, welcome back. Now, whiskey and scotch lovers might be a little tipsy right now. <laughs> Yeah, this is why. People couldn't wait to get their hands on this year's release of premium spirits. More than 130 items, including whiskey, scotch, bourbon and rum, were up for grabs. The priciest bottle, a Bowmore 50-year-old whiskey, valued at more than, are you ready for this, $30,000. Some even camping out overnight to get first dibs on the best stuff.
9: People know, this is our 13th year of doing this, so people know this is the one-shot opportunity to come in and get a great selection of whiskey. There's some bourbon, there's some rum, and actually a really cool tequila as well, people are looking for that. So if you're looking for it to include your, uh, sorry, increase your collection, if you're looking for presents, this is your shot to do it.
3: We've actually had pretty good sleep. It was uh, way better than last year. Last year we slept on the ground, and
7: it was just freezing cold, so... We learned from uh, our experiences. We actually stayed warm with the, the heaters and the tent, so we were.
2: It was a pretty good sleep.
7: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's some pretty dedicated
7: mm-hmm.
8: drinkers.
0: I'm sure it was Apparently, worth it. I heard
8: sometimes it's best to watch the News Hour after you've had a.
0: <laughs> after you've had a couple. <laughs> it helps sometimes with some
8: episodes, not all.
0: Are you much? Are you too? Whiskey I drink wouldn't say
8: I'm much well. of a connoisseur of the whiskey. No, beer. I'm
0: not. No, even the smell of it makes me want to just really
8: well, throw to Be more That's of a wine truth. and beer guy, but still, <laughs>
7: I appreciate exactly.
0: it. All right, enjoy the rain if you can, uh, don't forget your clocks as well. Yes, turn them back an hour, and uh, Jordan will be here at 11. Good night. Good night.